Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Well, it's a bit scary, but we are at the beginning of year 19 of Freedom's Ring. It's hard to believe. And folks, if there is one organization that you really want to find out about and participate with, it is Hardwired Global at hardwiredglobal.org. And we sure have an exciting story for you today. Uh, Happy to welcome back the founder and president of Hardwired Global, Tina Ramirez. Tina, Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Just back from London, I understand. Yes, I was uh, meeting with a bunch of world leaders about how to counter the spread of terrorism in the world. So, nice holiday holiday things to talk about. (laughs) I'll say, I'll say. Well, uh, talk about the reason for the season, Mm. Um, bringing peace on Earth is Mm -hmm. uh, certainly critical. So, um... I was very excited, as I told you before the show, when I read about the Brave Ones effort and the response of the Kurdish government to what you want to do to educate on uh, human rights, on religious freedom. Tell us, what is the Brave Ones program? Yeah, so we, uh, Hardware Global has been working in Iraq for a few years now, and one of the things that we've seen, like many of your listeners, is the... um, the brutality unleashed on these Yazidi people and the Christians as well. But in particular, the Yazidi people face um, a pretty dire situation where almost 6,000 of their young women and children were enslaved by ISIS and trafficked um, into sexual slavery. And about half of them have been able to escape. And so the Brave Ones campaign is an opportunity for people around the world to provide an opportunity for those who have escaped to have a chance at their future and to know what their rights are, why they're valuable, and to stand alongside them as they help to rebuild their lives in, in freedom. And so that's what the Brave Ones campaign is all about. There are 1,680 young girls and children that are in that situation living in northern Iraq right now. And we, we have three things that people can do on our website, but one of them is to just go to um, the, the site, which is just at our website, hardwireglobal.org, and help us send each of these girls and young children a booklet on their rights to tell them, look, you do have religious freedom, you do have dignity, you have value. And then secondly, to help us send them care packages. And then thirdly, to help us train teachers that can teach these young um, girls, but also the whole community that have been displaced by ISIS, that uh, what religious freedom looks like so that they can have a future where everybody stands together and protects that freedom from one another and that we don't have the same um, situation occur where girls are being enslaved by their neighbors and handed over to ISIS. So your efforts are really focused not just on, on general education, but on on teaching the value of living together with in peace with people of differing faiths. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And we believe that that comes down to Article 18 of the Universal Declaration of Human, of Human Rights, the freedom of thought, conscience, and religion or belief for everybody. And if we can instill that value in societies that are experiencing religious conflicts like Iraq and Syria, that um, that will help them live together more peacefully in the future when they understand the value and the dignity and the equal rights that one another has. So I can see where um, there's a, a golden opportunity 
to transmit those kinds of values to people who are coming out of being persecuted because their religion is different. But So they're in northern Iraq. They're in an area controlled by the Kurds, right? For the most part, yes. Um, there are some that are living in camps in Iraq proper, but majority are living in Kurdistan. And in Kurdistan, um, I understand that the majority, the Kurdish government is also supportive of this. Isn't that right? Absolutely. So I was able to travel to Iraq with my colleagues back in October to begin to distribute the booklets for these Yazidi girls uh, about their rights. And we met with the leaders of the Yazidi community, and they were really encouraged to see for the first time in their writing, in their own language, uh, a booklet that shared that they have these freedoms and rights. But then we met with the director of the Ministry of Religious Affairs, which I wrote about in the recent Liberty Magazine article. And he was so encouraged by these booklets and by the lesson plans that these city leaders had developed uh, through our training program and then been sharing with the, with the children in the refugee camps on freedom of religion and belief, that he went ahead and said that he wanted to print 1.8 million booklets for every child in Kurdistan to be able to see what, their, what religious freedom means and then to be able to experience a teacher um, teaching them about a lesson plan on religious freedom. So he doesn't have the funds for it yet. We're still looking um, for a way to provide him that support, but he is fully on board and supportive, and he's also been sending us teachers to begin training for um, the other part of the campaign, which is to put more teachers in the refugee camps teaching children about religious freedom. So, You know, for Americans, the idea that anybody in the Middle East supports religious freedom is kind of mind-blowing. Now, we hear a lot about the Kurds, but I don't think we know very much about them. What, um, what is their religious background? So the Kurds are Muslim, and they um, have traditionally been pretty pro-American because uh, during the uh, previous war, the U.S. had a no-fly zone over the Kurdish region to protect them. And so they've been very open to ideals of democracy and freedom in general. Um, not perfect, but definitely open to them more than a lot of their neighbors. And but even this concept that the that the minister of religious affairs is interested in and sharing it with all of his students is a very unique thing to see anywhere in the region. And so it's something to definitely be lauded and supported. And he should be um, encouraged, you know, by others to know that he's doing a great thing. And so we actually brought him to the United States back in April to meet with members of the U.S. Congress to share what he's doing and. I think that was a really encouraging time for him to see that what he's doing there is something that everybody in the world supports, that we want to see religious freedom in Kurdistan, in Iraq. And we know that really for Iraq to survive in the future, as a united country, it has to be able to support this basic human right, because that's at the core of what is creating sources of conflict in this country. So he, he gets that a lot of other people are beginning to wake up to that in Iraq and in other parts of the Middle East. And it's an encouraging place to be able to work in and to see you know, for the first time in really our history or in the history of the region, an active movement for the freedom of every, of everybody, minorities and majorities, to stand along to begin to, to support this human right. Well, and I think for Americans, it's eye-opening to realize that the kind of militant Islam that leads to terrorism is not the only approach within the broader Muslim community that you have. Um, you know, Muslim communities that are committed to religious freedom, that get the idea that people of, you know, with different religious beliefs 
can live together and share a country, can share a political space, and, you know, and not be killing each other. Mm -hmm. And that they actually want to promote this among young people. Right. 1.6 million booklets. 1.8 million. Yeah. 1.8 million. And so you guys are fundraising to, to help make this a reality, right? Exactly. So our, our initial goal of Brave Ones is to get these booklets and get the hand of every young girl that was trafficked by ISIS and was able to escape. We want to honor her courage. And I mean, these are, these are brave young girls that, you know, we, we want every girl to be able to escape and to have the opportunity to live in freedom. But for those that have, we want to honor them and find a way of making their future one of freedom and hope. And so that's what the campaign is really about. But Hardwired has been working in the Middle East for a few years now with um, with teachers, but also with civil society leaders and a lot of Muslims mostly, um, training them in the principle of freedom of religion and belief, what this looks like, how they can promote this freedom in their society in a way that, that promotes the equality and dignity of every human being, how they can create more peaceful, stable societies. And it's definitely working. We've, we've seen over 60 leaders in Iraq trained, and um, the teachers that we initially trained and that helped us create this booklet are the ones that, uh, that this is the result of that original training that we've done in Iraq. But, you know, for the first time in Iraq now, you have leaders actively promoting and defending freedom of religion for everybody. And it's a really, it's a big encouragement, I think, not just for Iraq, but for the entire region, and a model of what could be done even more if we just invest in it. So the Brave Ones campaign is supposed to be a hopeful campaign. We want people that have felt paralyzed by the um, just the brutality in Iraq to know that there is a way that they can invest in the future of that region in a hopeful way, in a way that we believe will produce greater freedom and results. Well, I, I hope our listeners get the idea that it's not a hopeless situation, that there is actually improvement coming out of all of this conflict where people are starting to wake up to the need for religious freedom, for living together with our differences, and that there's groups like yours, uh, like hardwiredglobal.org, making such a huge difference in in helping folks in the Middle East and in Iraq and these war-torn countries to to grasp the importance of this. So I would say to our listeners, if you want to bring the, the peace on earth Christmas spirit into the new year, um, go to hardwiredglobal.org and, um, you know, take a look at your opportunities to, to really participate in, in something very positive that's happening in, in Iraq. And Tina, we're so grateful for the great work that you're doing. Now, I'm very interested to know when you say that there were 3,000 um, of these young girls who were trafficked into sex slavery that have escaped. Um, what kind of ages are we talking about? Are we talking about, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old girls? Are we talking about younger girls? So it's a great question. So when ISIS came into the Yazidi villages, they uh, immediately separated uh, the women and children from, uh, from the older boys and families. And so anyone that was pretty much over, like, 15 or 16 was immediately murdered if they were a young boy. Um, and so any boy from, like, as little as, you know, three years old, you know, up to, like, 15 is pretty much enslaved and sent to jihadist training camp. And then the young women and girls, some were into their 20s and 30s, but for the most part, mostly younger women, um, so, like, teenage girls for the most part, were then um, trafficked into sexual slavery, some of them with their children. Uh, 
if they were married, and so their children went with them. But it was a, it's a bit, it's a pretty brutal um, life that they've been living for the last two years. Uh, it's a, over two years now, they've I mean it's daily sexual brutality and um, enslavement. It's it's pretty sad. But there's a lot about it on the internet. I don't want to I don't want to depress anyone too much. But yeah. Well, it is it is a very sobering situation to be sure. Um, you know, we in America tend to live kind of in, in, in a bubble. And, you know, we think at times that, you know, things are rough here, but we don't realize, we don't really think about the condition that people are living in in other parts of the world and the brutality that they face. I certainly hope that we can, it will encourage American Christians, uh, first of all, to, to nurture an attitude of, of gratefulness but also of compassion and involvement in doing things to support, you know, groups like yours, like Hardwired Global, that is doing so much to help in in these war-torn areas. Uh, As we close, Tina, any last thoughts for our listeners? Well, I would just encourage people, if they want to start off the new year um, investing in freedom and the people of Iraq, they can go to hardwiredglobal.org and begin to make a difference in the life of one girl. You know, just take one girl and think of how can I invest in this person this year. Well, we sure appreciate the work that you do and and taking time to be with us on Freedom's Ring. Our guest today, Tina Ramirez of hardwiredglobal.org. Thank you, Alan. As we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We offer a legal help to those suffering religious discrimination. So check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org, churchstate.org. And don't forget, folks, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring. Freedom's Ring.